In an article for The Atlantic, science journalist Peter Brannan writes against the idea of the Anthropocene in the simplest of terms. The Anthropocene is a new present-day epoch in which scientists say we have significantly altered the Earth through human activity. Peter Brannan says that geological time is deep beyond all comprehension, and using the analogy of running a marathon, he argues that, geologically, all of recorded human history is irrelevant. Now, the analogy caught my attention because I've run a few marathons. I love the idea of evolution and geological time being a marathon. And I started by asking Peter to explain that for me. So in, in my story, I say that if you imagine you run a marathon that's 26.2 miles and you go one stride into your marathon, you're already, um, you know, 155,000 years ago, uh, which is two ice ages ago. And, um, you know, you've completely left civilization in the dust because civilization really is only in the last you know, five to 7,000 years of written history that we have. So um, the point I was trying to make is that um, sort of the geological timescale is not the right timescale to be thinking about um, the changes that we're making to this planet because we're doing things so fast and we're, we're so out of control from a, from a geological perspective. Um, but in the book I talk about, if you, if you go for a walk and each footstep you take is a century um, to cover all of Earth history, it, you'd have to walk for almost for 20 miles a day for almost four years. Um, so it's another way of thinking about just how vast these timescales are. And how relevant is human civilization to the planet's existence, both before and after us? As it is now, given what we're doing on this planet, and we're messing it up in all sorts of ways, um, we really could just be an absolute blip in the, in the fossil record. Um, so if we just completely trash the place, you know, for a few thousands of years, glaciers will melt and it will get really warm and, and humans will be really unhappy and we could drive a lot of things extinct. But over really long time scales, once you start thinking in geological time scales, the planet has all these ways of repairing itself. So in 150 to 200,000 years, um, all the CO2 we put into the air is eventually going to get sort of washed out of the system. And we might just go back into an ice age like we were in before we came along. Um, so you know, be as if we were never here. And, um, you know, it sounds like a long time that we could have, we could have this impact on the planet for, you know, over a hundred thousand years, which is true. It's amazing that as a species, we can disrupt stuff for, for, um, that long, but, um, you know, geologically it's still, we're still just almost at this subliminal timescale where, um, will have been this weird thing, almost like the asteroid that hit the dinosaurs, uh, where, you know, there isn't too much difference geologically between a couple days, like might have been the impact of the asteroid versus like a couple thousand years. Those are both like so short that you can't even measure them in the fossil record. Um, and I'm hoping that we're not like that. I'm hoping that we are actually true, truly at the beginning of this sort of new epic and we find a way to live in concert with the, the planet. But right now, you know, where we haven't proven ourselves capable of that. The Earth has always evolved. It's had its own evolution, hasn't it, irrespective of, of what's been on it? Yeah, I mean, the Earth has been through unimaginable catastrophes, and there have been all sorts of different sort of kingdoms of animal life that have reigned at different times. And we sort of, a lot of people think of themselves sort of as living at the end of history, and it was all leading up to us. But when you study sort of ancient mass extinctions and catastrophes, you know, there have been lots of things that have ruled the planet. And, um, it, you know, maybe intelligence and civilization isn't the best sort of way of making a living here because so far it's been um, pretty catastrophic for all the life that's around us. 
not to be too much of a, a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of a bummer, you know, you've got yeah. the, the, the new generation of young people who are anxious. You've got councils and cities and countries declaring climate emergencies and and living in a state of tension. There's tension between the generations, the young people pointing right. to the baby boomers saying, look what you did to the planet and look what we're going to inherit. Um, right. Do we all just need to do our best and calm down? Um, I don't know. So for me, sort of the geological time scale gives me consolation about what's happening today just because you know, I think I used to think we actually were going to end the planet. And if you care about really Tom's long time scales, you know, the planet's going to be fine. Um, and it'll, it'll, it'll recover from whatever we have to dish out. But then again, the only moment we really have to live is right now. Um, and you know, the world that we were given. So given that we don't live on, you know, a human lifespan is only, you know, if you're really lucky a century, I think it makes sense that people are concerned about, you know, the welfare of humanity and how the planet's going to change in their lifetime, because that's really all you, you can care about. But if you're worried about the planet sort of dying, uh, it might be a rough couple centuries, but it'll, it'll, uh, it'll bounce back. Given that the dinosaurs were around for millions of years, mm -hmm. and we've only found a few relics and fossils of that extraordinary time, what will be left of human civilization, do you think? Yeah, so in, in my story, I talk about how, in at least in the eastern half of the continent where I live in North America, the dinosaurs who were around for, um, you know, the 180 million years, really, uh, in the eastern half of North America, they didn't leave behind almost anything. They left behind a few footsteps and a few skeletons, um, and each fossil really is sort of a miracle that is just sampled randomly from over 180 million years. Um, so if you wanted to know what any sort of like century was like or thousand year time scale was like from any part of my part of the world, you'd just be totally out of luck. They didn't leave any, there were no rocks preserved. So you can't wonder what life was like for dinosaurs. Um, and so given that what we're doing is just decades to centuries long, and sometimes you sort of read about how we're going to leave behind all this big geological legacy, it's really unlikely that, you know, any of the big cities that we're making today, um, would be preserved in any sort of way that you would be able to find in the fossil record of tens of millions of years from now. You'd really have to get lucky. Um, most of the most sedimentary rocks that are made that have fossils are actually from the ocean. And there, again, you'd be able to see something. You'd be able to see that, you know, there's this weird line in the rocks that maybe there's weird uh, chemistry in it. But it wouldn't look like um, an epic geologically where where you know, sometimes you can go to a cliff and you see it's just stacks and stacks that took tens of millions of years to make. And so if our centuries were preserved in that stack, it would just be a little sort of line in the rocks. It wouldn't be very impressive. Um, so, you know, some cities will get preserved if they're in the right conditions where it's sort of like a, in, the, in a river delta or something like that. But um, they might just get buried and never seen again or get crushed in mountain collisions. So it, you really have to get lucky to preserve anything in the fossil record. And the idea that we'd leave just a ton behind, I think, is misguided. I have to say that, you know, reading your article made me made me feel better about living in the here and now. You want to do your best. You want to do right by future generations. But a post-apocalyptic world doesn't look that bad. It's just the earth doing what the earth does. Well, I mean, the next, I mean, the next few decades and centuries could get, depending on what we do, we could really make it pretty miserable here. 
But it is true that um, you but know I write a lot only about, for humans, not for the Earth itself, really, because it will appear. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and for the animals that we temporarily share this place with. But in the long term, yeah, the biosphere will bounce back, and there will be wonderful animals roaming around in a million years. Um, I write a lot about mass extinctions, and I could just as easily write about the huge explosions of life that happen afterwards when all these empty niches are taken over by other animals and life gets incredibly inventive and you get these new cool ecosystems. And I don't doubt that that will happen in our aftermath. Um, but in the here and now, yeah, I think we have to worry about ourselves and sort of, you know, we should be sort of ashamed that we're not better stewards of this planet. So that was Peter Brannan, science journalist. Uh, the article I was referring to was The Arrogance of the Anthropocene, published in The Atlantic. Uh, and the book he was referring to about the five major mass extinctions in Earth's history, The Ends of the World, was published in 2017. I, don't, I found it strangely comforting. And, and really, environmentalists should be saying, save the humans. Save the species that are on the planet right now. Not save the planet, because it has and always will endure until we're taken out by something bigger than us. I find I find it strangely comforting, rather than terrifying to think that with all this angsting, all this agonizing, all this legislation, all this hot air, all this money, yes, we could do a hell of a lot better. I'm not entirely sure that was the message you wanted me to take out of it, but we could be doing a hell of a lot better of looking after ourselves so that the future generations for however long we last will have a more pleasant place in which to live, as will the species that coexist with us. But ultimately, Really, it's not save the planet. The planet can take care of itself.